0: This is the Ask Pastor Alex podcast with your host, Pastor Alex. All right, welcome back to the Ask Pastor Alex podcast. Uh, We're here with another episode and another question to answer. And the question this week is What should we think about the Asbury revival? Good question. Uh, really appreciate that question. Incredibly relevant question, too, because uh, the Asbury revival, as it's uh, being referred to, is still going on at this point. I think it's getting pretty close to two weeks um, at the time of the recording. I think it's it's getting pretty close to two weeks. For those who might not be familiar, Asbury Seminary, uh, they were having their regular chapel service, and the speaker was given his uh, message. At the end of the message, he concluded in prayer, and then it's my understanding that students remained there at the chapel and began to pray, and that blossomed into some more worship songs and more prayer and confession, and it just continued, and it's been spontaneous and unplanned, uh, at least it started out that way It's my understanding, And, and people have been participating in what's being called the Asbury revival ever since then. Again, I believe at this point it's about two weeks. And it's gotten a lot of attention, right? You look on social media, you look at the national media, and this thing is getting a lot of attention where people are wondering what is actually going on at Asbury. Is this a, a true revival? And we're finally seeing another true revival in America, not one that's planned at you know, your typical Southern Baptist church where it's like, hey, we have a revival planned for November, and it's going to be from these days to these days, but like just a true, genuine revival from God. And so I think it's right and appropriate to to be asking questions like this, like, hey, what should we think about the Asbury Revival? And I just want to start off by saying, number one, I can't tell you what to think about the Asbury Revival. Um, I don't want to tell you what to think. I want to help you think. And I want to be able to give you tools and resources um, for thinking and, and maybe give you some ideas for how to think through this. But but at the end of the day, you should do your own research. You should be well informed. You should look to the scriptures and then you should form your own opinion based off those things uh, rather than just taking what I tell you and, and running with that. So I, I don't ever want to just tell you what to think, but I, I want to help you think through these issues. And so... As we come to a situation like this in the Asbury revival, we need to understand that there are typically two common responses immediately that happen when you hear about a revival or some great movement of God. And they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum from each other, right? So the the first group, you hear about a revival and this great movement of God that's taking place. And one of the most common responses is immediate dismissal. This is kind of the, the cynical, maybe overly critical group, and they uh, are very staunch and they, they like things nice and neat and orderly and, and like to try to have everything work in a certain way. And so when they hear about a revival, um, they are quick to dismiss and they'll say, how can you be so foolish to believe that this is actually a true revival and a true movement from God. And so there's, there's this kind of condescending attitude, like you should know better. You should know that this isn't a true revival. That kind of a thing might not happen anymore. If it does, it looks like this rather than like this. And, and so that's the first common response this this immediate dismissal. But I think there's an equally unwise response that's just as common. And that's immediate affirmation, immediate approval right? And, and you see a lot of people do this. They immediately jump on with their opinions of the situation, and they say, of course this is a true revival. How dare you question this true movement of God? Well, well how do you know it's a true revival? Because it is. Clearly it is, right? And, and so they just give their immediate affirmation to this and their immediate approval, and they also have a condescending attitude. Uh, I would say maybe the dismissal group kind of looks down on you intellectually like how could you be so foolish and this group looks down on you spiritually and they're saying how can you deny this true spiritual movement of god that's taking place you should know better than that if you were uh, more in line with christ or if you were holier then then of course you would immediately say that this is a true movement of god i've even seen some pastors and prominent people uh, talk about the fact that if you're judging a, a spiritual movement from afar that says more about you than about that movement and, and I'm over here like, well, hey, can can we just maybe have like a middle ground? Is there is there something so wrong with taking the middle ground? Because I think it's unwise to immediately dismiss what could potentially be a true movement of God. And I also think it's equally unwise to give your immediate affirmation and approval of something without any level of, discernment or critical thinking or evaluation. Those things aren't unbiblical. It's not wrong to question and ask good critical questions and to investigate something before you give your approval to it. Right? I mean, that is biblical. Think about Acts chapter 17. When Paul is in Berea, and he's preaching the word, and he's sharing the gospel, and it says that the people were eagerly receiving what he was saying. So they are eager about it. They're excited. They're like, hey, this is, uh, this is amazing. He's explaining the scriptures. He's, he's showing that Jesus is the Messiah. But what did they do? They used discernment. They asked very critical questions. They went to the scriptures, the Bible says, and they wanted to verify that what Paul was saying was in line with the scriptures. They wanted to make sure that it was biblical. Well, I'm wondering, well, why can't we take the same response here, right? Like, what's so wrong with taking a discerning response? And I do think that's probably the best response and at least maybe the most biblical and and wise response we can take is, is the discerning one and be like the Bereans and look in Scripture and say, okay, is what is happening at Asbury in line with what the Bible says about true revivals and uh, are the things that are going on there in line with a true movement of God? There is absolutely nothing wrong with asking those type of questions. In fact, I think it's very helpful and very biblical uh, because the Bible also warns us. I think this is important to remember. In First John chapter 4, the Bible says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But well, what does the Bible tell us to do? But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out to the world. Well, there's the Bible telling us exactly how to handle the Asbury revival. Don't be immediately dismissive of it. Don't be immediately affirmative of it or approving of it. Rather, test the spirits. Because not every uh, everything that claims to be a spiritual movement is a true spiritual movement. That doesn't mean that this one is not. It just means test the spirits. Not every spirit is from God. And so I think that is the approach that, that we need to take because uh, we need to be looking at the Asbury Revival and we need to be asking some really good questions. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff that is trying to put it down. I've seen some reports of maybe the the leaders who are going and leading worship there and some things about them. I, I've seen some things about the message itself. And, and, you know, these are very good points to bring up. But at the end of the day, I think we have a responsibility as Christians to, to give people, one, the benefit of the doubt. and and say let's not just be immediately dismissive because we like being overly critical, but let's not be be immediately uh, supportive and affirmative just because we do want this to be a true revival. I think we look at what's going on, we see if it aligns with Scripture, we look at what is being taught there and said there at the revival, Uh, we look at the movement itself and what is going on, and we begin to ask very important questions about if that aligns with what the Scripture says a true revival is and what a true revival uh, looks like. I think we need to remember that all true revivals are known in time, so we don't have to come to some sort of conclusion on our own thoughts even right now. I think it's okay to say, I'm not sure if this is a true revival or not, I'm not saying that it's not, I'm not saying that it is, I'm saying, I don't know. But time will tell. Uh, Time is going to show us what to make of this revival and its long-term effects. Is it going to be something that dies out and has no lasting impact on the people who were there, the people who continue to be there, the area, the school? Or is it going to be something that has long-term effects and and doesn't just stay um, confined to one place, but something that spreads across our own country, across the world, that has long-term effects on the students, the people who were there, the the staff who continues to be there, the people in the area? We just say, time will tell. We we will see in time what to make of the Asbury Revival. So what do we do now? I, I think what we do now is admit that If you haven't been, you don't really know. You're seeing reports, good and bad. You're seeing a lot of good uh, videos being posted. You're seeing a lot of critical things being posted. At the end of the day, we say, I'm not there. I don't know. I can say I'm pretty confident that there are certainly people there who have experienced true revival, who have been awakened to the reality of their sin, and they they have been convicted by the Holy Spirit. They have felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they have turned from their sins and trusted in Christ for the first time, and now they are giving their lives to Jesus. I feel pretty confident saying I believe that there's some people there who were already true Christians, but have maybe they were lax in their faith, or, or maybe not very committed. And when they went to this revival or whatever is going on here, they experienced uh, an awakening spiritually that they had uh, became aware of the fact that they had become lax in their faith, um, and they were awakened to the reality of ongoing sin in their life, their need to commit to the spiritual disciplines and grow closer to Christ in, in that relationship with Him. Uh, they had a renewed fear of the Lord and a desire to be in His Word and live in accordance with His Word. I feel very confident saying that, that there were people there who have experienced those things. I feel also just as confident saying that I think there are many people who were there who maybe went for the wrong reasons, who maybe just went strictly out of curiosity and not to experience a movement of God. I think there are probably some people there who genuinely are dedicating themselves to prayer and worship. And I think there are probably some people there who were trying to keep this revival going as long as they possibly can. I think both things can be true at the same time without having to dim- dismiss the whole thing entirely or approve of the whole thing entirely. So what can we do as Christians? Well, I think one of the best things we can do is pray. That's always one of the best things we can do because uh, God works in prayer and through prayer. And he uh, He can do great things uh, through the prayers of his people. And so I think one of the best things that we can do is pray Lord if this is a true revival I pray that you will keep it going I pray that it won't just be confined to Asbury Seminary but I pray that it will begin to spread to the to the community and then the, the the state and then the nation and then the world and that there will be revivals taking place all across our, our world that I pray Lord that you would keep this revival going that people would come to a true saving faith in Christ that, that those who were already Christians would uh, have a renewed commitment to Christ and his kingdom and the gospel and in the Lord's purposes. But I think we could also pray, Lord, if this is not a true revival, I pray that some good will come from it. That you will use something that might not be genuine to bring about something that is good. I pray, Lord, that that if this is not a true revival, that at least the amount of attention it's getting in the media and on social media will awaken people to their need for Christ in our need as a people for revival. I pray that people, because of their interest in what's going on at Asbury, will seek out a local church in their own community and begin to go to that church where they might hear the gospel preached and experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So so we can pray that even if this is not a true revival, that the Lord would use it to bring about good from it, which we know that he does. He brings uh, uh, even in, in bad situations or, or things that don't necessarily align with, with what he wants, he's still able to bring good from those things. So so I think the wisest thing for us to do in this situation is to be discerning and to be prayerful. And I think those two things are always good responses. So appreciate the question, and I look forward to answering some more in the future.